0: Thank
1: So much the Neutral Zone, a Star Trek podcast by ladies where we talk about Star Trek at length, very loudly. I am your host, Corrine, and as ever I am joined by the fabulous Kim. Hello. And the OKRA. Well, hi. Uh, that's because you forced me to watch this episode. Today, we are talking about the eighth episode of Original Trek, originally broadcast October 27th, 1966. October 27th being my birthday, which is the only reason why I mention it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. Happy birthday to Kareem. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kareem in the past. Worst birthday present ever, by the way. And today, we have another cautionary tale about following biohazard protocols. <laughs> we have the episode, Mary. Yeah.
2: They're not good with the biohazard protocols.
1: They didn't... uh, None. They did none. They did none. Oh, does it have air we can breathe? Ah, just beam on down. I really feel like this should be in a checklist somewhere. I I think it does. I think eventually, and I may be thinking of Stargate, that they do have, that they run through to make sure there's no toxins in the air, but this is weird coming off... Several episodes which have been about them contracting strange space diseases, where we know that they have
0: biohazard outfits. Yep. Ensembles, if you will. If, yep. If terrible biohazard discipline while wearing the Spangly outfits.
1: I'm sure everyone got a proper dressing down by Starfleet HR, but that they don't choose to wear them when they beam down all of the main characters at once.
2: Well, it's also the thing that we have been harping on for the... Or I have been harping on for the yes. last few weeks. Nobody gets to remember what happened last week. <laughs> yeah. The show refuses to have any kind of institutional memory. It's episodic. Therefore, everybody looks stupid. Well, all the time. Institutional memory
0: is a huge part of it, too. It is. It's not just about biohazard protocols. It's things like what Starfleet does and does not think is acceptable to do with, you know, pre-work cultures.
1: I I think the other problem is, is that essentially they pitched it to the network they had five or six stories that they were writing and filming simultaneously that have no links to each other oh yeah Yeah, no links whatsoever
0: i think there's also a certain like the idea of contagion as being a huge chunk of of the science fiction trope dictionary was Mm. relatively young at this point in the history of the genre whereas now it automatically occurs to us oh it's poison oh it's a virus oh it's a radiation oh it's It's something in the atmosphere. It wasn't quite as as well embedded in the genre in the 60s as it is now.
1: No, and as a sci-fi trope, the kind of medical mystery, I'd say is a really Mm -hmm. tough one to pull Mm -hmm. off correctly because essentially you know there's going to be a deus ex machina at the very last where the doctor is going to pull a rabbit out of a hat or a vaccine out of a hat, if you will, and everyone will be cured. Like, you know that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you have to have something else interesting or another, um, threat, threat. another threat or another challenge for your characters to be going on. Yeah. So you've got the doctor on one side doing the boring sciencey mathedy. Yeah. And then you have your other characters going off to solve a problem. And in this case, the problem is the
2: same threat that faces humanity today children are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just, when you were talking about that, about how like the medical one is hard to pull off and there has to be something extra on top of it, it mm-hmm. made me think of one of my, I cannot remember the title, it's one of my favorite Deep Space Nine episodes where Bashir is on some planet, and there's this sickness, and he's trying to cure it. And he realizes about halfway through, oh shit, all of the equipment that I am using is making people sicker. Yeah. And he has to turn everything off and start working without the crutch of computers and all the testing stuff that he's been accustomed to. And it's an amazing episode. It's so good. That was a good one. And that, so that's sort of like... Yeah. That's the other level that this one doesn't really have. No, and... Like it is boring to watch people fiddle with file folders. It is. This is boring. This episode was quite boring. I think no, no, no. I think there's some
1: really interesting things going on maybe.
0: I, I can't decide. Frustrating in the parts that are interesting mostly. I I I like technology being the thing that solves the problem, but I, don't. I like it's technology. So easy. It's no. so easy. The thing is that the more the technology becomes, you know, integrated into our lives, the less we consider it, you know, uh a deus ex machina, as you say. It's like, it's just something that we use to solve our problems normally.
1: But that's my problem with this entire trope, is that you know eventually they're going to hit the
0: right boopity-boops. Well, of course they are. Yeah, that's not, That's not because of technology. That's that's because this is an episodic epi- television show.
1: <laughs> I know, but in, in the episode, I'm thinking back to the one on Stargate, yeah. when they go to the planet where people have lost their memories. Mm -hmm. No one remembers something catastrophic happened a couple of days ago and no one remembers who they are. They all have amnesia. Mm -hmm. And on one hand, you've got the plot where it's the doctors and Sam trying to figure out what catastrophic event happened. People are going through archives. It's essentially the same thing. And then you have the people dealing with the medical, the fallout from this, this virus. But then you have another plot going on about an identity and another ethical crisis
2: or a moral crisis. like. You have to have more balls in the air than this one does. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a huge thing. Well, because with every episode that we're going to go through, there's going to be some kind of peril. That this yeah. is going to destroy the ship. It's going to blow up in 15 hours. Except, no, you, everybody knows it's not going to happen. Nothing is going to happen to the ship. So without the added emotional resonance of some kind of other problem going on, it is just really dull and really boring and really episodic. Well, see, I
1: think that if they had actually focused the episode on its namesake, Miri. yeah, and di- like went a little bit deeper into the culture of what happened on this planet and about her, like she's oh God help, she's well, becoming well, a woman We'll, we'll get to every that. single time someone said that, I swear to God my uterus just like contracted in pain, so uh, uh she's Mary. a
0: girl, not yet a woman the title of this episode, uh, which we haven't actually met yet. So, no, anyway, so... We haven't even started talking yeah. about this. No, but we're going to talk a lot more about the medical
1: trope. Anyways, it started at 2713.5, which again leads me to believe that there is some method They're to not the Stargate numbers. madness. No, because... Oh, sorry, Stargate. Ooh, this is going to be bad. We've been watching Stargate all day. Sorry <laughs> Make guys. sure to uh, to erase that and put in Star, Star Trek. Trek. Star Trek, Star Trek,
2: Star
0: Trek. Anyway, so they're zipping around. Yep, and uh, we're on the bridge, and they get an Earth-style SOS. The deck is so noisy. Wait, wait, yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait.
2: The only thing that I took out of this 35-second right. <laughs> opening before the credits... Rand. Yep. Rand is on the bridge. Yep. All hail Janice Rand. This might be her last she's, episode. Uh, I think she's got one more. One more? She does nothing on no. the bridge. Oh no. She's just standing there. She well, repeats
1: things that people say. <laughs> yeah. That is Later her job on, on the bridge.
2: That's like if you, you, you've you all seen uh, Galaxy Quest <laughs> where right. the female character is Sigourney Weaver and she there's actually a point where she's like my job on that ship was to repeat whatever the computer
0: said. And that's like what Janice, that's, she was Janice Rand. Although in fairness, what a yeoman would actually do in the military structure that the word comes from is that she's sort of a clerk. So it makes sense for her to be standing around and not apparently doing anything because she might actually be recording she looks what's happening. A bit ridiculous, just she standing looks bored, there. bored, honestly. But but it's know.
2: how you can tell she's supposed to be one of the main characters. Yeah. Oh yes. Well, Cause you have to make cause, sure but that then because also
0: in this thirty-five second
2: opening. Bones also wanders onto the bridge. Yeah, for I actually no haven't know
0: why is Bones on the Bridge. But to get um, all the main characters together. But they're all on the bridge, yeah. Because we're getting an Earth-style SOS on a third planet of whatever solar system they're in. I don't think they named the solar system. Not important. Um, there are no colonies or vessels out this far. There are hundreds of light years from Earth. But how is this distress signal coming? The one I know, I want to
1: go back and make my point again. The deck is so noisy. Well, everybody's talking and doing no, this. No, no, no. Oh, well, yeah. Anyways, behind that, they were still having the discussions of what the noises on deck were supposed to be. So in between episodes, it kind of vacillates between the different sound effects that they were using, and this Mm -hmm. is a very noticeable one, which
2: they did not choose to use. Yeah,
0: happily much (laughs) later, we get to the background space noise of Mm. uh, Starships, which I love.
2: One of my favorite. you can get the repeating loops on YouTube of like 10 hours of just like Enterprise-D bridge hum with occasional yeah, the ship booping. It's, Which it's was wonderful. brilliant
0: because it allowed them to filter out a lot of garbage noise that was happening on the set by just dialing up the space noise. <laughs> I really enjoy that. But yeah, at this point, it's a lot of beeping and booping and talking about nonsense. Um, all that we get told, they, they describe this as being... We're in the distant reaches of the galaxy. Of course, that describes every single place that an episode happens through. That's true. If you series. think of
1: themselves as being at the center of it, because that's what the only thing they would know, everywhere is the most distant research of space that they've yeah. gone is to. is it far
0: from Earth? Then it's the distant reaches of the galaxy. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. Um, Spock describes the planet that they are, I guess, coming into orbit with as another Earth. No, it is Earth. It it's, is exactly it Earth. Earth. That was yes. Africa spinning past. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was Africa! I see. I assume they were like, well, we have this footage of Earth, we really want to use it in an episode.
1: I do believe that when they digitally remastered it, they made it look less like a
2: atlas that they cut out. Yeah. Well, the thing that got me about this is that, the, especially in this beginning bit where they're harping along, it's just like Earth! And, like, you actually see them, like, flying over the Great Lakes. There's no reason for no, it. it's completely no, irrelevant it's to the episode. it's completely
0: irrelevant to the episode. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Well, except that when they beam down and they're looking around, they're like, hmm, looks like Earth. Late but it doesn't! I but say. it doesn't look like 1960. It looks like the Wild West. It looks like the 1940s. It looks like the Wild
2: West. Yeah, yeah. Well, Okay. So if we want to sort of go... Okay, one of the reasons that I'm interested in re-watching the original series is because this is where I think the first mention or idea of the preservers as a species comes up. Yeah. And that's people who would, like, transplant endangered civilizations to new planets and try and rebuild. And it's I don't know much about it. It's sort of a thing that always kind of hovers around for me on the periphery of Star Trek. And I was watching this and going, okay, maybe this is supposed to be that same kind of an idea where part of a civilization was, like, transplanted. But, like, there's literally no explanation offered whatsoever for why this planet needed to look exactly like Earth. No. Or
0: it, why they had to make so much noise about, oh, well, it's another Earth. When but it doesn't come into play. No, it's completely irrelevant. And again,
1: why do they beam down to, I want to say it was Chicago. Like some crummy little town, except that that was where the beacon was held. But yeah, why not check out to right like the beacon, Hong
0: Kong or New York, or the see what happened city. in the big
1: cities? Yeah, well, because it's just, just,
0: just like Earth, they just beamed down to wherever the beacon was. So,
1: background to that, there are some kind of hastily rewritten things that this was supposed to almost be a parallel universe to Earth, where in the 1960s they had had this catastrophic event, and it. Branched out into a different Earth. Yeah, it still doesn't make any more sense. No, no. and it was not necessary because it was not necessary. Yeah, no. I don't
0: know that they re- like. Did they really think that someone was wa- would be watching this episode and going, "Wait, this looks way too much like Earth to be plausible"? No, because it's Star Trek. I mean, it could be No anywhere. one cares. No one cares. It, it
1: just, does look like the Wild West. It does look like threw the Wild West. Some beige paint. Well, on I kind
0: it. of thought, what, what, like, um, is this like Barkerville? Is it like a, a
1: it is actually... Like a theme
0: park or... is a backlot?
1: It is the backlot for the Andy Griffith show. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. because yeah, it was hilarious. another another Desilu production, so yeah, they just right, kind right. of wandered in. Which I walk
0: over the next set.
1: Which, fine. But if you want to make mm-hmm. an alien thing, just like throw up an obelisk in the Times Square. Yeah. Call it a day. <laughs> Put a couple of fittings up,
0: you're fine. You're covered. Yeah. Do they have no start set dressers? It's fine. Oh, start. Oh sorry. So anyway, um they're getting a distress call from this planet and uh they just sort of go, Yeah, we'll, we'll just beam down, it'll be fine. No, they're not just gonna beam down. They're gonna beam down every single main speaking character we've <laughs> had
2: thus far. Well Spock didn't go down the first Spock's there. Spock's there. They're all there. The party. beam down is Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Rand, and two red shirts. Yeah. Right. Who live. I, I know. Lived. They didn't die. Yeah. No one died. Except I- for poor Biff. <laughs> Two people died. Actually, let's get it off the top of the here. The death count for the episode is two, plus all the people who died in like 300 oh, yeah, two but years they ago. don't count. No, and they don't count. Death to Grops. Death to, to drop. Yeah. So it was two, because we had the blonde screaming man at the beginning who was really upset about McCoy His type, touching Biff. A strike. Biff. And then Louise at the oh, end. Oh, poor yeah. Louise.
0: So they beam down to this town on the planet, and uh, my note here is okay, so look at this town. Everybody is clearly dead. Because, because we're in the Old West. Because we're in the Old West, and also it looks like everything has been blasted with, what, cornstarch? It looks like, you know, an abandoned hellscape.
1: Which, uh, Bone says it's the most... Something along the lines of this is the most grotesque combination of antique architecture I've ever seen in my life.
2: Imagine like, that with an Amazing Bone's way. impression? Amazing Bone's <laughs> uh-huh. impression. Oh my god. This was just... It was so... It was just such a bizarre choice. To,
0: for it to be Earth, I get... That maybe they wanted to justify using the back lot, but oh, yeah. again. You... Well, I guess they wanted something they could quickly dress up as having been, like, post-apocalyptic, abandoned kind of thing. Yeah,
2: I guess. And it was cheap. And I mean, also, Star Trek also has a very, very, like, long history of sending characters back in time <laughs> to right when this episode was being filmed type of yeah. deal. But they didn't mm. even justify it by saying, like, they were back in time on Earth or anything. It's no. just, duplicate Earth, oh wow, this looks like the 60s. and. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So So, uh, there's an abandoned crap town.
1: Yeah, abandoned crap town, Crapville. We will call it Crapsville. for lack of. I don't think we actually get a name for (laughs) it. Crapsville works for me. Crapville works for me. And there is a tricycle that is kind of on its side, and one of the wheels is broken. And I thought this was actually like a really like touching moment where Bones goes over and picks up the tricycle that obviously belonged to someone, Mm -hmm. and just kind of sits down by it and starts spinning the wheels.
0: Yeah. And his face is just because there's really upsetting. Yeah. But I'm yeah. going to interject with that.
1: Of, what the hell were you doing letting your child tricycle down Main Street?
0: <laughs> the 60s were a simpler time. There I mean, were cars. Also we no, saw cars. Also no bike helmets.
1: Yeah, but why would you let your child tricycle down Main Street of Crapsville? I don't know.
0: We don't know what the
1: pedestrian well, they, death like, rate of
0: Crassville the, the, the tricycle might have ended up there after all the grups were dead and there were no cars, so there's yeah. no more danger of being hit by one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so then Bones gets jumped by what
1: I can only describe as Biff. It, the blonde wig was not good. No. Ooh,
0: that, was so, a, that was
1: mullet action. I don't, yeah.
0: I don't know that they ever give this one a name. Biff. I called him okay, Biff. Because well, everyone who looks like that is actually named Biff. Biff comes screaming out of a nearby building. Yeah. Um... They, they, they describe his face as distorted, and it's supposed to be, um, like, extreme age coming on I'd say fast. he has leprosy. But it also looks Space like he has leprosy. leprosy. Yeah. Extremely yeah. distorted, mm-hmm. and comes screaming out of nowhere, and attacks bones. Another yes. question. Yes. Why
1: didn't they pick up these life signs when they did their scan of the planet? Did they, they scan the they didn't planet? They did scan the planet. They
0: basically just checked to see if it was like... They're like, hey, air.
2: there's a distress signal. Let's beam down. Poor
0: prep all the way through. We know that already, though.
2: I expect better of this show. Yeah, it's not- Do
0: you? Really?
1: I do. <laughs> I do. They almost got dead by space rattlesnake noise. <laughs> That's true.
2: Um, Biff, though, when he came out, he was screaming, Mine. Yeah. Mine. He Mine. says it over and over
0: again. Because McCoy was touching his trike It's his. Yeah, it's really upsetting because this... I don't know who this... Do we have the name of this actor? No. Played uh, Biff? Biff points. did a really good job of playing what we know this character actually is later on. Like... Well, it's, I'll give, it's it very, you. Yeah, I'll yeah, give it to Yeah, to Yeah, it's because, it's well, I, I, we'll get there. But it's quite upsetting. Yeah. Especially since he's out of his mind, violent. And, and then... And then... Kirk proceeds to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, he
2: punches him in the face. Three repeatedly. times. Repeatedly.
1: They have phasers. We know that they do mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they try them on Louise and they do have a stun function. Kirk instead chooses to well, leap it. over
0: bones and beat the shit out of him. Well, it seems to the, for the best, actually, because... He punches in him Louise's to death. know, he doesn't. He dies because of the disease. But remember, in Louise, the stun killed her. Yeah, so, yeah. So you know, the punching was probably the better choice in this case, even though there was nothing they could have done to save this person anyway.
1: No, that was crazy pants. But yeah. my be- the best part about that is round looking at this like, oh,
0: gross. <laughs> well, she's right. She is right. He has space right.
1: leprosy. Yeah.
0: Um. So they they fight this person. Um. He collapses. He starts crying. He starts over crying the over his bike. That's really yeah, sad. It was it's really affecting. Really
1: and Kirk starts like gently. Sexually massaging his shoulder, where there's a I lot of that
2: sensually, but um, no, no, no. I'm in mean, Kirk, does a lot of stuff that's kind of sexual towards young children in this episode, so let's stick with that. Mm. Um, We're gonna go so with he, he's we'll crying massage. over his
0: trike and then all of a sudden dies, basically. yes. And uh, Bones runs his tricorder over he says, It's dead, yeah. Yes. Nice, Bones, nice. This is why you don't have any no. children, no.
1: And then he specifically says, He's aged, a, it's almost as if he's aged a century in a few minutes. I
0: would love to know what setting that is called on the tricorder.
1: <laughs> that is very, I,
2: really
0: specific. The extreme diagnosis. ageometer. No,
1: the
2: exposition machine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I run the exposition machine over him, Jim, and it appears that he was a plot device.
2: Spock has an exposition machine in this episode, too.
0: Spock is an exposition
2: machine. That is also true. That is <laughs> very
0: true. That is so after this, there's a moment of creepy silence in which we hear creepy footsteps. Yeah, and then everyone scatters. Yeah, this is very sensible. Like squirrels. Yeah. In a mausoleum. Mm-hmm. And like, we get to see bits and pieces more of the town. And I'm like, so what historical town theme park is this? But I can't handle it. the back lot. Yeah, it was the back lot. Or alien planet, which uses the Earth alphabet ugh. Poor catch Star Trek.
2: Come no, on. just replace one
0: sign. There's only maybe two, three signs in this episode. No, it's supposed episode. to be Earth. It's though. Earth. Yeah, but it makes okay. I, can, I can, Okay, I'm sorry. I can deal with parallel development culturally if we are similar biologically. In fact, and later in, in Next Gen, we get a really good, solid explanation as for why that yes, is true we do. and why human beings can can reproduce with other. Yeah, species. we do get that. We get a really good, solid, completely acceptable explanation. But I do not buy the exact same alphabet and language. I just don't buy But it. it is Earth. They actually yeah, went to the know. point of being like,
2: it's a second Earth. You, did you see Africa and the Great Lakes? I know, but
0: I have a line
2: and that's it.
1: The Great Lakes was what did it for you, Ken? Oh, God.
2: <laughs> no, as soon as I saw Africa spinning past, I was like, I'm, fuck this
0: episode. Um, so they follow the creepy footsteps into a building. Um, they see a piano, which Spock diagnoses as being at least 300 years old. I would love to know exactly how he is figuring that out.
1: But all the, uh, the plants that are hanging from the exteriors are just recently dead because they're still green. Yeah. 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 The rest of the town has gone to shit. Yeah, it's like, if they were dead
0: dead, that would have been really creepy, but all it was is just really noticeable.
1: Yeah. Anyways, 300 year old piano. Sure, Spock, whatever you say. And then Spock starts doing some radioactive readings what <laughs> what did you do with those when you first got there
0: or better yet from the ship where you're not on the planet getting mm-hmm. impotent
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would have checked for life signs too but you know I'm not running the ship um and then How they who is running the ship
1: question Scotty? who is Scotty? left
0: the pointy faced lieutenant that we
2: also oh, see on I. the ship. yeah oh he's yeah, that's it. That's the only other person we see in this episode yeah. who's possibly running the ship, and I just called him Pointy Face Lieutenant. I, I called re- him that guy. I hope he grew into that face. And I'm they called too. him once, I think.
0: To they talk called. To he's me. a
1: lieutenant. Yeah. yeah.
2: Do not know his name.
1: No. no.
0: He's yeah. He's the one who talks to them when they're trying to figure out the. Anyway, they find someone in a closet,
2: and that person is
0: uh, Mary. Mary. Yeah,
2: she's. Terrified at this point. Oh yes.
1: Oh yeah. She's it. having a trembling. She just keeps saying, "Please don't hurt me. Please
0: don't. Please don't hurt me." She can't even. I don't think she's even hearing the words they're saying to her. At this no. Point. She's and
1: here's out. the thing. She keeps calling them grumps or grups. Sorry, grups. You're grups. You're gonna yell. You're gonna. They burn, yell. And they hurt. burn. They hurt. And instead of like leading with, "Oh wait, we're from another planet," that would have been my opening line. Also, yes. Mm-hmm. He leads with, "Don't worry." It's fine. It's all right, honey.
2: And he turns on that Kirk charm. And this is where Kim puts another check mark in the reasons I don't like Kirk box. To
1: be fair, I thought you read that situation very well. Uh,
2: yeah. Oh yes, yeah. stringing along prepubescent girls by flirting with them to get them to do what you want is super cool. Technically she was in puberty because she had the disease. That's exactly, he, oh, it was so gross. I was disgusted with Kirk for the entire it episode. Gross. And I have copious notes about why it was gross. But I have
0: to give this a, not a complete, but a partial 1960s Moore's Pass because this would have been a lot less creepy at the time.
1: No. Technically the actress, and I did look this up, she was 19 years old at the time.
2: Yes, all of the so-called children going into yeah. puberty looked about 25. Especially <laughs> we'll get, get to that.
1: That yeah. creepy face McGee, like his face is like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Just, that is Michael Pollard, respected actor, and I'm sure genuinely good human being, (laughs) was 27 years old at the time of feeling, and he looks like a creepy...
2: Well, and that's the thing, is that they never specify what age they're supposed to be. They just say, like, going into puberty. So, like, I can accept as old as maybe 14, maybe. 15. But... 60s. No. No. But... But, like, I mean, they're supposed to be, like, between 12 and 15 years old. Yeah. I thought they were younger than that. Some of them definitely are. Some of, like, the... I thought the... Miri
1: li- was, like, 13. or at, yeah. at, yeah, at most.
2: Yeah. At most. Like, absolute most. I would have put her out as 14, but she was probably supposed to be 13. Yeah. Which, again,
0: makes the entire thing disgusting. Um, So at this juncture, uh, Kirk sort of has got Miri sat down in a chair and ran sort of talking to her and calling her sweetheart because, well, naturally. And uh, sends Spock and the two red shirts off to, well, I wrote ellipsis, well, die. But it does not turn (laughs) out to be the case. Um, Interjection. No, mm -hmm. no,
1: no. Back it up. Mm -hmm. Miri is a pretty name for a pretty young woman. Mm -hmm. But again, he's just so charming. But okay, why did not Spock have a phaser when he goes out? He goes out with his Polaroid camera. He's got his two security guys. Okay, one of them who is clearly two days away from retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Did he buy a boat? (laughs) I feel like he bought a boat. And the wife is finally looking forward to spending some time with (laughs) him.
2: They were not spring chickens of security men, but maybe that's why they they lived. Because they were old enough to have some caution in them. (laughs) They weren't the young ones.
0: Um, So they're, they're walking around in the abandoned crap town. Um, and we don't actually see the other kids But we see tiny creepy hens Making sort of view holes in the window dust From the other side And of we the, hear them, they're singing They're singing in is a minute they really singing, creepy yeah.
1: Well we don't need to go by this minute by minute But, no, but the most um, important
0: thing is Children singing is creepy It is It is mm-hmm. very, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very very creepy huh? yeah. My dreams. Um, but we go back and we get a little bit of Miri sort of explaining a little bit of what happened. She, this is what we get from her. I remember the things you Grups did that they burned and yelled and killed. Grups don't help. Because um, the crew has been saying that they're here to help her. They want to help her. She's not buying any of it. No, the most
1: important thing is, is that Kirk, she's, uh, I like that name. And she's like, I like you. And now I
2: think under the rules of their plan that they are now married. <laughs> okay, this is... This was not cool to me because he sat down and he deliberately. Oh, he, tarmed, he, he, turned, he charmed. He turned the on. Yeah, yeah. And The show gave him soft lighting and romantic <laughs> close-ups and fucking <laughs> was, violin music. To be fair, words. it always gives Kirk that. Yeah, I, I but thought in the this violin situation.
1: Words. It was super inappropriate. I, thi- I, I think you could read that, but. My give it is that he's trying to be charming and put her at ease so that Which she works. will, yes. and it does work,
2: so that yeah. she'll give up the information that he I needs. I also thought for a lot planet. of the soft
0: light and the violin music was from her perspective. Oh,
2: yeah, she has a giant crush on him. Yes, and Kirk, I think Kirk sets out and does that deliberately. He's this nice and that charming to her, deliberately to get her to cooperate by. Yeah, it's yes, gross. Sure. It's gross. Fair. He is the best-looking guy on the planet. But the you mother, know yes. why couldn't they send in Rand to be kind and motherly instead because of because Rand be-
1: was about to get fired off the Ugh. show? Yeah. And again, Rand's part was supposed to be a lot bigger in this episode. There was a lot, supposed to be a lot of like relationship stuff between mm-hmm. Kirk and Rand, and that was all written out later. Yeah, um, I think I think she has a giant crush on him. Oh yeah, giant, giant, giant crush. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I remember the grubs at this point. I had a moment which I giggled to myself for a very long time. It's like, how long have you been sixteen, Mary? Forever. <laughs> Sorry, that's my amazing <laughs> Twilight reference that apparently only I got. What? How long have you been sixteen? Really?
2: Apparently, that's a Twilight reference. Oh, what, the new, twi- new- Twilight. 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 The Vampire oh, series. I'm like, the twi- oh, okay, I'm like, what episode of the Twilight Zone is this? Oh. Good oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I was completely blanking on crappy vampires. Um, so I think we should rewind that. so You guys, can give me proper due for that. That's
1: no, it was very impressive. So very good. Guys, I didn't anyway. get the reference. But, <coughs> no. yeah. Anyways, they go to the hospital, and Bones is like, "Oh, it's well equipped. There is one one microscope, one microscope.
0: Yeah, and some cylinders, and a lot of file folders, some pipey things, a lot of dust, a lot Ooh. of dust. Wait, 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 wait." Mm.
2: We needed to talk more about Kirk. Where? and Right here. And him asking Mary to take them to the hospital. Yeah. I'm going to read my notes. He says oh, he turns on the charm with more soft lighting. Mm-hmm. He helps her up by the hand. Mm-hmm. She asks his name. He says he likes her. She blushes and smiles. He holds her by the chin. Kirk is deliberately flirting with a child to get info out of her. Yes. I was mad and I don't like Kirk. Really, Kim? Because you've been so <laughs> subtle and coy about expressing sure, your. Sure, I can't emphasize enough how disgusting and really grossed out I was by this entire episode and his behavior towards Mary. It was predatory and icky. It's a, what do you think his end game was going to be? That you can be nice to children and get them to trust you without flirting with them. I think he essentially read the situation and went
0: with the expedient method. Yeah. Because, like, <coughs> yeah, he it's only predatory if he actually intends to do anything about it, and he obviously didn't. He, did, like, he was doing something with child. it. He
2: was using her to gain her trust to get info out of her. Yes. yes. No. I'm sorry. I was It's wrong, and I was grossed out by it the entire time. I
1: think because they have the mental age of about five. Yeah. Five, maybe less. Yeah. That there was no way to reason with them.
0: Their children. Like that when was the she was
1: presented point. with the fact that she had the disease, she couldn't
2: handle it. They can't handle the fact that everyone they've known, everyone who's turned into an Die adult, has horribly. been dead. But they have been able to reason with her because there's a point where she's like, "This is a game. Oh, if this is a game, I need to know the rules. I don't know the rules." And they're able to explain to her, "This isn't
0: a game. We're not playing with you." She doesn't get that until quite late in the episode. But they are
2: able. They
0: are able to reason with her, and I think the way Kirk has handled this is wrong. Because even when they're trying to deal with all of the other kids together, even when she's on their side, they keep having to say, "It's not a game. It's not a game." And they don't believe them. They don't believe them. I don't think they ever. Towards the end, Kirk is able to reason with them
2: because when this episode ends as he brings them all to the hospital and he's able to get he the communicators and stuff back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There are other ways to handle this than flirting with the 13 year old. I think because they were smaller children and I don't think he did reason with them. No. He essentially threw children
1: around until they listened to yeah.
2: I don't know. I just, I did not like the way this was presented. I did not like the way Kirk was written as handling it and I was extremely, extremely grossed out by it, the entire thing. Every <laughs> single interaction he had with Mary.
0: Okay, well, anyway, um, let's see. So we get that uh, there was a plague, and it made the adults crazy and then killed them, but the kids are still around. And at this point, we still have a uh, small gap in our knowledge, but... Um, so they're going to go to the hospital, so they asked me to take them to the hospital, and she says, that's a bad place. And...
1: No, then they get to the science lab of the hospital where there is a giant no smoking sign because mm-hmm. this was back in the day when you had to say these things out <laughs> actually, loud. Actually,
0: wait, wait, before they actually get to the hospital, they see the first lesion on Kirk's hand. It's oh yeah, Kirk, Kirk has the got the disease. Yeah, yeah. he's got the disease. Yeah. Space
2: yeah. yeah, it was kind of a weird visual effect as well. It was just sort of was it blue?
1: It was supposed to be it blue. Was blue. It looked blue. purple.
0: Hmm.
1: It was kind of blue, pinky. It was uh, rubber. Yeah, <laughs> applied to the skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it kind of works. Like it's it's very visual. Um, there comes a point where you're able to see the, the lesions bite through Rand's tights. Yeah, yes, uh, oh, yeah. that was
2: bizarre. Yeah. That was very they strange. applied it on top on of top of, of her, her tights. Rights. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and the hospital also conveniently houses whatever was sending the SOS that they picked up in the first place. Um, so everybody has them except Spock, who appears to be immune. And Bones starts calling up for medical equipment. And this he, is where unnamed pointy lieutenant came in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tell the ship, don't send anyone else down. We're infected with something. Finally, we're following something like biohazard protocols. And, uh, let's see, Bones is more at risk because he's older. <laughs> yeah, everyone. There's a <laughs> lot of, like, bones. running around calling people old. Yeah. You're old. Oh. And from the, they go through the dusty-ass file folders oh. and realize that this was an experiment that the adults of this planet did, like, 300 years ago surely they could have used microfiche. Anyways, yeah. it was
1: a life prolongation project yeah. to make them live forever. Mm-hmm. Which I think we're supposed to see as the cautionary tale in this episode. Yeah, yes. but I feel
2: like I'm getting mixed messages from Star Trek regarding youth because in this there like this entire civilization has, you know, in the quest of for youth has managed to like kill themselves off and we're supposed mm. to see that as kind of a a bad thing and yet Salt no, not Salt Monster. Um, uh, the first episode, the the cage. It's better for this woman to be young and live forever on this crappy planet where she's virtually a prisoner, than for her to like age and and
0: move on. Are those written by the same person? I'm guessing no, different. no. But I think that comes down to like a, just a general lack of consistency. I in think that beyond that, this
1: episode is talking about how being a child forever is a terrible idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because that's kind of at the wrap-up, Rand's like, or at some point, Rand's like, oh, the eternal child. How fun would that be? And I think it's supposed to be, you know, being an adult, despite the fact that you have to pay bills, is also okay. Because if you're a child forever, you murder people with hammers.
0: Yeah. While singing. Yeah. I don't
1: know. It was
2: just it's not consistent messaging.
1: It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no, it yeah, doesn't
2: no. surprise me either. No. <sighs> But there's a wonderful point where Bones
1: or one of them says, Children! Become! Adults! (laughs) (laughs) No! It possibly was the dramatically tense moment of the
0: entire episode. But the, the, the push behind that was basically, okay, but if all the adults died, where did the kids come from?
1: No, it's about, like, and then they figure out that it's the glandular changes for puberty that affect them. Um, and Bones is intimately familiar with the puberty cycle. <laughs> and then he asks, but how do they keep the line going? The line going. And yeah. you have to go, wait. What, what? Oh, oh. What? Right. He's asking, how come there are children here if the adults die off?
0: Where are the children coming from? Where are they coming from? Because they haven't. These children just, have oh, lived forever. They yeah, don't know that. They haven't figured oh, out. Oh, okay. Yet.
1: Yeah, so he's asking who is having sex to have the babies. Yeah. Oh. Okay, in the most nineteen six way. Apparently, I completely missed that line. (laughs) line. I had this underlined, I'm like, keep the line open. It's even cryptic to myself. Uh, Yeah, and... Yeah, and the children have become feral.
0: And Kirk's like, oh, they have an instinctive need for adults. Yeah, that's what he says. He says, (laughs) because Rand asks, if she's been a wild animal since she was a little girl, then why does she want to stay with us? And Kirk, Kirk says what I think he does think about it. He's like, I think kids want to be around adults. They have an instinctive need for adults. They need to be told what's right and wrong. They need to feel safe. So that's his read on this situation.
1: Yeah, but I mean it, it is because they did have adults in their life up to a certain point. And then they went all went crazy and killed each other. And they went berserker. And then comes the first of many times when someone says she is becoming a woman. Yeah. yeah. Which is very Judy Bloom and suck, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And
2: this is also where everybody on the crew who is down on the planet makes sure to point out to Kirk the 13 year old has a crush on you. There is
0: no way in the universe everyone doesn't know that already.
2: No, I know, but they're making sure it's clear to him, and he's like, Yeah, let me go order her around with charm.
0: No, let me go distract
1: her so that she doesn't understand what we're doing and report back to the other children.
0: Which it turns out was a good call. um They get some calculations down from the ship. No, 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 well, no, no, This is important no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 he inputs them into his Spock inputs them into his space calculator. So he goes. Yeah, there's a lot of to put all these numbers into essentially. Why they couldn't be on the episode? He puts them in, and the computer spits out a yellow square. Which Spock then looks intently at this yellow square and says, "It is as I thought."
0: He already knew the answer. Yeah. So the outcome of this is that the idea of the experiment was that a person would age only one month for every 100 years passage. Which is crazy. That is totally crazy. Why would you want want to to live that that long? long? Yeah.
1: Clearly no one has read Bridge to Terabithia on this earth. Oh god.
0: Yeah, but didn't that make you
1: feel okay about death? I was like, oh, you know what? It's better to do that than to live forever.
0: Also the importance of bridges and rope swings. Um, Yeah, so they basically, this is where they're like, oh, well these children, they're actually 300 years old. Except they all act like they're four. Well, yeah, they've had no adults, no
1: rules, no... They're feral, like you said. Yeah, but that's the weird thing that I don't quite get. And with Miri,
2: because I get what you're saying, Kim... Yeah, but she's a three-year-old. Yeah, and this is why Kirk's behavior towards her is so gross out to me. Because, like, if they had been living for 300 years and were just in the bodies of children, but they had, you know, mature, matured their minds or whatever... Yeah, but they couldn't. It wouldn't be so bad. They but, have. like, they establish in this, they are all the mental age they were when whatever happened happened. Yeah, they'd have to be. And
1: 300 years
2: old, so they aged three years? Roughly. No,
1: three months. Three months. Three months. Right. So... The, that doesn't make any
0: sense. So some of them must have been very close to puberty when it happened. Well, yeah, yeah but
2: because, because of course we have Louise and we have Biff. And, and it, we have several
0: others. Yeah, and
2: like if this was a colony, like an established colony that had been around for ages, you're going to have, in any city, you have children of all but ages. But it wasn't a colony, Kim. That was established. Oh, it was 300 years ago. Who knows what it was.
0: That but, doesn't
2: make any sense why they act so young. But it's still been 300. Well, they there been, are been... They've been living like this and behaving like this for 300 also, years, which makes no A sense. lot of the
0: part of emotional maturity is also like physical. You get hormonal changes, your brain changes. If they're not physically aging, they wouldn't be able to become emotionally mature.
1: Yeah, but okay. So they've been on the planet for 300 years, which for them
0: they've aged
1: 3 months physically they've physically they've aged 3 months. months. I do not believe for a moment that a 10-year-old would act like that. No. Feral society or no. 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 And uh, Michael Pollard, who is actually 27 years old, like, he was definitely, I want to say, like, 15. Yeah. Th- within the confines of the episode, would not act like that. No. And that was...
2: Yeah.
0: That's I know. where that's, I couldn't go I think with this. this is the Lord of the Flies tradition. Yeah, but in the Lord of the Flies, they had, like, organization. Well, Lord of the Flies also really bothered me, but my problem with Lord of the Flies, of course, is this is that it's A, all boys, and B, rich white boys. So I believe it more than in another case where it was a better distribution. I mean, there
2: was some organization in the group because yep. they had, like, you see, they were playing the... They had a, a school game, and he was playing it wrong because he was saying blah, 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 and that's, that's not what teachers say. Or, sorry, excuse yeah. me. Oh, whatever he was... um. But and there would they have like they have terms for things and they've got a They've so, got like, a weird clockwork orange vocabulary. Yeah, they've got yes. like a societal structure going on there where the older kids are definitely leaders, but it does not make any sense that after three hundred years they're still the mental age they were when this whole thing started. And
1: they talk about them running out of food, but do we know what kind of food this well, is? Well I asked like, someone's but,
0: gotta cook it. Well, I assumed it was like preserved food. But the three hundred three hundred years, years? years worth
2: of food, I don't know. like it makes no sense. Like they talk about the food close by being almost gone. So is this yeah. like are they just scavenging berries and nuts off the nearest trees? And they there are all? no trees in this wild west desert land. I know it's again it's a thing where they've not established very well the world that they're on.
1: No, and at this point, Rand does say, "Oh, to eternal childhood, almost like a dream, just not as pretty. Where puberty is a death sentence." Boom, boom, boom. Pretty sure I read that way. Novel. Yep. But they... But Miri doesn't know that. Like, she cannot wrap her head around at this point that when they hit puberty or when they get older, that they turn into the grups. That they change. That they change.
2: Yeah. Because she keeps saying that it only happens sometimes. 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 But it is all the time. Yeah. But to older kids, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then at this point, things get super weird in Kim's vein, where Rand is jealous of Miri. Of Miri. Yeah. 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 Oh, in that situation Rand is being ridiculous.
0: Everybody's being ridiculous. She's
1: 300 years younger, Spock I think says to her like, "Oh, perk up." Well, what Norman. she says is, Ugh. "I didn't
0: I didn't read that as jealousy. I just read it as shock." Because what she says is so that little girl and Spock says is at least 300 years older than you Yeah, but
1: she's acting very kind of jealous and yeah
0: and I had
2: like I wrote down here Kirk is gross to get Mary to help Rand is grossed out too Spock says Mary is older than than them all but then I underlined but they just established they've all got child brains so it was it's uh, I don't it's just it's wrong I don't like it We can't see you shrugging, Corrine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying, but it's only if you view it in a sexual way. Like, I don't see what other no. avenues they had to get the information that they needed or to get about her cooperation. what happened. At all. Because they act like
0: five-year-olds. And you can't get a five-year-old to do Anything. what they don't want to do. Especially if they have another agenda, which Miri does.
2: Well, Mary Miri only seems to have another agenda other than helping them... After she sees Kirk and Rand together, and she gets jealous. That's the only time we see her when she goes and tries to undermine what's going on with the adults, Mm -hmm. is when she's jealous of Rand.
0: Yeah, but from Miri's point of view, that's a perfectly rational course of action.
1: Yeah.
2: Because Kirk
1: is hers. He's
2: mine. Yes, but if they had never set up Kirk as this object that Miri may possess. Oh, no, I absolutely disagree. No. Uh-huh. She would have done
0: exactly the same thing. No, I don't think so. 100%. No, I don't She's think so. She's an irrational teenager. She would have done exactly She's the same thing. not even
1: a teenager. She's no. five. It's her plaything. Yeah. Her special shiny thing that she found first. Yeah.
0: Kids are, are selfish. They. She would not understand any reason at that point because she was going to be deprived of something she thought was hers. Yeah.
1: So the most important thing is that we get a look at the other feral children. Jerkface kids
0: in Congress is how I labeled them.
1: Yes. Who brushes their hair? You yeah. And who bathes them?
0: I think no one.
1: Okay, but if you hadn't bathed in 300 years... <laughs>
0: You would look a bit scragglier than that. Yeah. Well, maybe... The Especially the 27-year-old. Because we do get the, the impression, because Kirk says it, Mary says it, too, that, that the older ones take care of the younger ones. Yeah,
1: and apparently there was supposed to be more of that in the episode, where you saw the older ones taking care of the younger children, because some of them are quite young.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I mean, that's how what I would assume,
2: is that the older ones, like Mary and the the squishy faced 27 year old is actually called john in this episode but mm, i right. yes. would assume that mary and john and louise and biff were taking care of them okay so john has stepped back from like a 1940s gangster movie yeah,
1: yeah absolutely yeah. that was what yeah, he was gosh, actually trying to mimic, yeah the gonna take
0: care of those grubs yeah what i thought that they were because of what they are doing as like defense mechanisms and and and, uh, like, social structures is, like, it looks like mimicry. Because they're kids. They don't know how to do it properly. All they can do is mimic what they've seen. And presumably they had fiction on this planet. Sure. Sure. He's still a terrible actor. Oh, yes.
1: Yes, thank you. Um,
2: and some of them have creepy
1: masks. Oh, yeah, Yeah. Creepy masks. They
2: were supposed, I think they were supposed to be dressed in costume. I think this was the Productions attempt to make them seem childlike. Despite but the I've, fact that they're already children. Yeah, but having them like dress up in costumes. because there was somebody dressed up with like a headband and a feather, and yeah. there was the creepy masks. And it's like, it seemed like they were trying to, like, a bunch of old men sat around and go, well, what do children do to show that they're children?
0: They chant, they sing, they wear costumes. I kind of read this whole bit as, like, especially the masks and the costumes is like, well, kids wouldn't know how to deal with enemies in their territory, I guess. So, how would kids view this? How would they structure it? How would they integrate it? Well, they look at it like they were playing a game, like they were playing make blue. Which
1: I think is what. Yeah, they everything yeah. is a game. To Everything's them. a game everything is a that's game. how they know how to deal with things. Yeah, where they have to know the yeah. rules. And Real they things rules, are things that they they can, can play, that play the game. Are, yeah, exactly.
0: So it's their yeah. way of making sense and dealing with things. Yeah, It does make sense.
1: They <laughs> hang out in the scariest toy shop of the 1920s. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The scary. So Kirk goes to visit, and then <laughs> L- Louise, who is a woman in a tragic wig. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah. Tragic wig and leprosy face, jumps on his back. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I feel like he goes into the most bizarre series of evasive maneuvers <laughs> <laughs> ever seen. So he has her on his back, and you would think the first thing you would do is try to back up to get that person to like crash into something mm-hmm. and then they would fall off because uh-huh. they would be hurt he sorry spins he around. spins around a couple of times and then like a pinball smashes himself up against the wall
0: three times well I have I have an explanation potentially is that at this point they know that the scary leprosy faced people are children and he's trying not to hurt her so
1: he phasers her or tries to stun her
0: mm-hmm.
1: and ends up
0: being a child murderer mm-hmm. yeah she's dead She's and he's, so dead He's quite upset about this That shouldn't have happened It was on stun But of course She was gonna die anyway
2: Yeah Yeah And Mary jumps into Kirk's arms At this point To be cradled by him
0: um, Because
2: she is upset
0: Yeah And she said um, Louise She identifies this person She was only a little bit older Than I am
1: Ooh yeah. Things are going to get Bad yeah. mm-hmm. So they are trying to uh, Spock and Bones And I guess Rand are trying to figure out... Except Rand just repeats things that people say. And they are trying to figure out what the disease is. Spock says he's a character. And Bone says, well, the, the symptoms of the disease that we are going to start getting is, is fever, pain in our
0: lower limbs, some
1: fuzziness, symptoms. which is essentially just getting old.
0: Yep. 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 Yeah. They're, they're going through the log entries of the scientists. They're trying to figure out how far they got trying to cure it.
1: Good thing they typed those up for them. And <laughs> essentially they calculate that they have 170 hours, so seven days... Which they? My question: Why waste time debating the number of how many days you have? (laughs) Yeah. Why not just like rubber like? Yeah. Put a like red exclamation point by this task. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, So my note here though says all of these men are wearing fabu eyeshadow (laughs) (laughs) because they all have like really nice dark smoky gray eyeshadow on. (laughs) Make them look very nice. I'm Mm. glad they all still get dressed up for each other, but old.
0: But um, um, they also calculate that Miri has maybe five or six weeks left because she is infected too. Um, and that Spock is a carrier, even though he can't actually get the disease, he can also never go back to the ship unless they figure out a cure. Mm-hmm.
1: And so it fi- was a number of viruses that were supposed to prolong the cell life, and they're going to try and isolate the virus to get the vaccine.
2: Who
0: cares? Who cares? Point of interest? They keep calling it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. That's not how vaccines oh, work. Yes, that if was. If you driving. already have the virus, the vaccine will not help you. Yeah,
2: that was driving me nuts the entire time. They're yeah. looking for a cure or what's the they word? They keep I'm calling called? it a vaccine. Yeah, they keep calling it a vaccine. Vaccine is they're what looking, you get before you get sick to prevent you from getting yeah, sick. They're looking for an antivirus. Yes, an yeah. antivirus, an antidote, a cure. Not a vaccine. Yeah, and
0: they keep saying vaccine and every time they do it, my eye twitch.
2: It was driving me bananas as well.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna go with cure. They're yeah. looking for yeah. a
2: cure. Thank you. Thank
1: you. At which point they're scuttling around and they hear
2: creepy.
1: At which point their faces blanch and they say, Children. And they go to hunt them down, Lord of the Flies style, I assume.
2: Weaving. Oh, wait, hang on a second. I have another point of interest. If we go back in here, mm-hmm. um, all of our gentlemen crew member have got the necks of their tunics unzipped. I didn't notice that. Did you? Know, Do all... they have zips on them? Yeah, yeah, they have zips on them. So Kirk's was bare. So you see, they, there's a gap between the black bits, but his neck was bare. Spock was wearing a black undershirt under his, so you get this black gap. I thought that was a really interesting detail. I mean, it was like it wasn't huge, but it shows you know they've been there for a while. They're like a little bit unzipped. So it's like they've just got them from the inside of the neck down, about halfway down their shoulder. And yeah, because this decks is at least the second
0: or third day by this point.
2: Yeah. Huh. Good yeah. to know. And then they're open on all of
0: them for the rest of the episode. Mm.
2: So skin. this is where,
0: um, because before when we see the kids talking, before Kirk and Mary show up, they're planning to steal their communicators. Um and this is where they go creepy nya na na nya to draw them out of the room and
1: And they all leave
0: their communicators like behind.
1: Idiots. Okay, but if you were going on a chase and you knew eventually that you're gonna split up and try to find wouldn't something take- wouldn't you grab your communicator so you could communicate and yeah. coordinate with other people on your chase? Yeah, I
2: would. Yes, but this is not a logical show that thinks of these things. I feel like everyone had a lobotomy before they went it down was, to this it was. Left alone because it was convenient to the plot. And that yeah. is a huge problem with the writing of the original series.
1: So I think that brings us back to our earlier discussion about if you're going to do a medical mystery, you need another challenge. And their yeah. challenge was the children have stolen the communicators, which is a terrible, terrible one.
0: Yeah. Who cares? Well, if they don't have their communicators, they can't talk to the ship, so they can't use the ship's ship computer. can't really
1: help them. Well, they're using
0: the ship's computer to sort of calculate their different attempts at making a vaccine. That does make sense. Ah. That actually does make sense. It's, it's very convenient, but it does make It is. Sense. It's just another obstacle on
1: the medical mystery, though. It doesn't provide them with another thing that they really need to do. There's
2: no emotional um, problem to solve other than Kirk's grossness with Miri. There's no moral dilemma here. Like, there's, like, literally, there's nothing else going on other than the medical mystery. No, uh, they're going to go
1: crazy and start killing each other if, if the also, time runs out.
0: Well, I think what we're supposed to get out of this is that they also have to cure the kids. Because the kids are going to be... the kids are fine. They're going to all age up and die. They do well, this ev- later ev- on in the Eventually, season. most of these yeah. kids
2: are, like under 10 they'll be fine for another 10,000 years they're all young
0: enough and they're also like well there's no food left in the area they'll starve to death when the older kids age up into leprosy phase then the younger kids will starve to death so like they actually do need to fix this for the sake of the kids as well see i would have bought that
1: if they had made it about miri so they had this connection with miri they really saw her as like indicative of the hope of the planet like she's caring Mm -hmm. she's not like the other kids there's hope for them But she has the disease, so if we don't cure ourselves and help kids like her... The whole planet is going to be ruined and all the children are going to die. Yeah. But because of the way that they use Mary in this episode, which is essentially as an exposition yeah. robot. Mary
2: is not... She's not our entrance into the culture of the children. She's no. immediately isolated and used as a tool.
1: Yeah. I think it would almost work better if they caught her yeah. from the rest of the kids or somehow, and I hate to use this word in light of Kim's conversation, lured her away from the t- herd <laughs> <lured> of children <laughs> to help them that she had some connection that she was willing to work with them because she saw them as adults she remembered adults she remembered what the world was supposed to be like when the crops were there and that's
2: the thing with mary hanging out with them all the time is she's showing no um she feels it seems like she has no emotional connection to the other children she's not does not seem concerned about like oh i need to get back to them because i need to take care of them or i'm in charge of dinner this week or there's not there's nothing really that seems to connect her to this larger group of children, other than they've all been living on the planet and they exist in the same space. Yeah. I guess
0: this is the flaw with the, the Lord of the Flies take on the feral child thing, is that, A, I don't believe for a second that this is how people would act, even if they are children. Not really. No, like, not I, if there's I,
1: an 11-year-old there.
0: I, yeah. <laughs> but, like, Lord of the Flies always drives me crazy because that's not how kids would act. And, like, people are more inclined, in my opinion, to cooperate than they are to fight each other if they don't have anything to gain from fighting each other.
1: I think we're supposed to believe that this entire generation of children went through this huge emotional trauma which they would all the adults turned on them and tried to kill them Mm -hmm. and that their way of dealing with that is to reject anything that had to do with adulthood and remain kind of permanently arrested at a very young age yeah so the game that they're playing, like, teacher game, is making fun of the authority of the of that, the, the adults that used to but have But every betrayal
0: we get of these kids and what little they have of a culture, like, if they had a real culture that had developed over, like, 300 years, which you would think they would have some kind of stability at this point, that there would be kids who are old enough to realize, yeah, we're we're going to run out of food soon, etc. But yeah. all everything we get of them is that they're hostile, that they're feral, and that they're already lost That's, in I, a lot of ways. I don't
2: know, and I think for me the episode would have been more interesting if maybe they had done this and they, you know say take Rand and send her off with Mary first off give Rand something to do by sending her off with Mary and have Mary introduce her to their world this is how we live this mm. is where we sleep this is where we go to get food and then have the second side of the plot being Spock and Bones trying to figure out the medical side of the mystery and mm. how and I don't know then maybe somehow the cure is found within the culture or the environment or yeah. some way to like because it's just, it's just, it, it doesn't do anything. It's not interesting. There's no emotional connection. So It doesn't use the planet
1: or the device or the culture, just like you're saying, Kim, yeah. to solve the mystery. And I yes. think in successful sci-fi explorations of this trope, of the medical one, is that they have to do f- further exploration and discover things about the culture or the people that were originally there or the civilization mm-hmm. yeah. in order to solve the mystery. But there's no solving of this. It's essentially just... Boop a doop boop
2: boop boop. Yellow square. Yeah, and that's and yeah, and that's the thing is like all of the research, and I'm putting this in air quotes that they do towards figuring out what is going on is like, oh look, here's this convenient pile <laughs> of papers that documents exactly what went on. Now we know what
0: happened. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Who cares? So they're were, we're about day four. This is where we get that we get told. Well, the kids are almost out of food. Okay, no. Yeah. Yeah, I and believe. And everybody you. is
1: starting to lose it. They're getting but very they're, cranky. No, 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 no. What? This starts with a captain's log. Yes.
0: Which. That was the last one. How is
1: he recording this? Oh, who are you recording this
2: for? No, he's talking to himself. He's got one of the he's big got, giant boxes that yeah. the Polaroid cameras. Yeah, that's yeah, I actually made tricorders. a note of that because yeah. I was mad because mm-hmm. the first captain's log of the episode was in past tense and this one
0: was in present tense. Yeah, but we actually see him making the logs, so that does kind of yeah. make sense. Um, everybody's getting cranky because it's starting to have an impact on them, the disease.
1: Yes, there is an amazing part where Kirk gets really upset and Rand is carrying some test tube beakers of what could have been the The cure cure to this disease. (laughs) Yeah. And Kirk, in the most, like, 11-year-old bully move I've ever seen, (laughs) deliberately crashes right into her and the beakers go falling to the ground. Yeah. I loved it. And then she starts crying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is where we get the uh, awful scene. Yeah. Awful. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. With the lesions on top of her tights, yeah. which
1: doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
2: yeah, well, she's really upset, so Kirk goes to apologize to her. And the thing where she's, like, going on and on about how she's going to die and all that. And then she was like, "I on the ship, I used to try and get you to look at my legs. Mm. Look at my legs now. And then she's got, like, the lesion on top of her tights.
0: Um, <sighs> and the important thing about this is that, well, we get the most awkward back pat in the galaxy. Oh, yeah. Her, Courtesy her of Kirk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She and, throws um, herself at him and Kirk is just kind of like, there, 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 there.
1: Now, here's here's the part that I want to interject. So, there was a plan at some point to make Rand Kirk's love interest and in that he would go off and kind of romance space ladies, but he'd always come back to Rand, like she was his Mrs. Moneypenny.
2: Yeah. Do you get that sense? No. From this episode, no. From this episode, I get that he is holding himself, trying to hold himself at a professional distance from her. I stuff. always got
0: that. Everything, everything I got that they she was had. into him. Oh, yeah, yeah. she was definitely and, into him.
2: But the thing is, though, in past episodes that we've seen, he does, you see that he has, like, well, there's one where he's going on about, like, oh, I can't have he's a relationship interested, with but he's with not going to cross the line.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's yeah.
0: never going to cross the line.
1: So it's interesting, because most of their moments were written out of, Out of various episodes that happened before because they wanted to leave Kirk kind of open to other ladies who might show up. Mm -hmm. Poor... Rand. And then we yeah. get a scene with every single child actor on the Desilu lot, including right. most of them played by children of cast members. Yeah. Oh, and they really happen. Shatner's daughter, Elizabeth oh, is there. Uh, Rand. She's a really, really little one. Yeah. In the yellow and black dress. I think. And then the that's two uh, two children of the actors who plays Yom Rand are there. Like, it's essentially...
2: Oh, that's actually yeah. really sweet. I love that when is. stuff like that happens. In yeah. yeah. And, and because
0: Miri has, has seen the most awkward backpack in the galaxy happen and sort of gotten upset and snuck it's off. Extremely jealous,
2: not upset, extremely jealous. it's her play
0: toy. Yeah. Yeah. That's my boyfriend. And she sneaks off back to the other kids, and she says, let's mess with them, because she wants to get Rand away from the others, um, in the interest of, uh, I guess, messing up their plans. And this is why I don't think she really understands what they're doing. Because she's not stupid, but I don't think she actually does understand, because... I don't think she understands she that they're understand. trying to cure her.
1: And again, no. Kirk is ordering her to, like, clean up things and well, sharpen pencils. Well, he's trying he, to distract her. I, yes, yeah. because he doesn't want her to figure out how dire
2: things yeah, are. Yeah, and how close
0: she is to dying horribly. Yeah. yeah. Um. Kids are horrible. That was my note for that scene.
2: Well, no, my things to hear is that Miri's plan is to get rid of Rand, Yeah. not yes. just to kill her. But she says it's also going to draw out Kirk, and she calls him... Mr. Lovey-Dovey. So she is fully aware of the fact that he has been flirting with her and trying to get into her affection. I think he's referring to her she's being Lovey-Dovey Rand. to Rand. Yeah, that's what she's talking about. I don't Because con- her so. entire yeah.
0: conceptualization of, the, of of the plan here is to stop that from happening again. She's getting rid
2: of Kirk. No, she's getting rid of Rand, but she says it's also a way to get rid of Kirk. Oh, she doesn't want to get rid of Kirk. She wants to get rid of Rand. No, I think she's very aware of the fact that he's been flirting with her and you. I do not. That is crediting her
0: with way, way too much maturity that I do not think any of these kids have. Um, Yeah, so kids are the worst in this episode. Um, We go back to the crap lab and fucking bones have maybe figured it out but i think
1: crapsville memorial hospital i'm sorry crapsville and memorial
0: hospital and lab and um <laughs> and they're one microscope so they think they might have kind of figured it out but they can't just start injecting themselves because they need the ship's computer to figure out a safe dosage
1: okay but here's the thing both of them are scientists one of them is a medical expert surely to goodness when they put together this they would be able to think of that all the isolated components would not combine to make a Death drink.
0: Yeah, but it, they're talking about dosage, not like how much it is or like what it yeah, is. Yeah, but why not just? You've got
1: no other options. Start small and work your way up. And well, of course, it test blood samples or something.
0: Just grab one give you dosage. Years. Years. <laughs> but you know, of course, that is what ends up happening um, because the second that they turn their back on bones, okay. well, oh no. So this it's... is this is the first time Miri finds out about it because she comes back. Um, they just realized that Rand is missing, and Miri comes back. And Kirk no 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 bit. Kirk is definitely
1: losing it because it keep, this is the part where he really confronts Mary. He wants to know where Rand is and you're becoming a young woman. don't you get it? And then Kirk shakes her. Yeah. Don't you understand what's going on here? No, because you haven't explained it to her. I don't know that she could get it because she has been presented with 300 years of evidence. And not one of those children has kind of clued into what's going on. Or they, no,
0: they're they in extreme denial if they have. Yes. At all.
1: That they don't quite understand how one is linked to that. Oh, maybe I'll be lucky and I won't get it when they have to know that every single one of them has yeah. to be really has had it.
0: Yeah, you can, like, the, the number of times she says it only happens sometimes. It's like, yeah, she's hardcore in denial. Oh, yeah. She has, like, memory wiped herself out of realizing this. And I think the same is true of all of them.
1: Yeah, because, of course, it's a horrible thing to realize that as soon as you grow up and you can't stop growing up, you can't Peter Pan yourself forever, Yeah, is that you're going to die. And there's Mm -hmm. the moment where he says,
0: look, it's starting already. And And she points out that she has has the
1: lesions on her.
0: And, like, I don't know, she must have had this for a while and just hasn't looked at it, hasn't noticed. Or she has and she's just decided, nope. Not me. And I think that's kind of why Kirk and the rest of the crew
1: keep her in the dark. Because yeah. that would be a horrible thing to realize. Yes, yeah.
0: clearly the knowledge is not good for her because she loses it when she does realize oh, it. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yes. We go back to Rand and the creepy kids.
1: The creepy toy shop of Doom, where yep. she is being held hostage.
0: We're tied to a chair with a skipping rope, I assume.
1: Of course, because these kids are traditionalist, and then there's the kid with the hammer, which I feel that we should... Bam! Bam! No, bonk, bonk. Bonk, bonk, bonk. 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 That kid is scary. He wants to
2: murder. He
1: wants to kill people. He wants to kill everyone. He's got this
2: horrible, creepy monkey face, Mm -hmm. and he wants to bonk, bonk. Not that way. (laughs) No, in the murder sense. That's what they keep chanting, is bonk, bonk. 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 Again, I
1: don't know that they realize what they're doing? Like, do,
0: because they... No! They're, they're pan- like, we're they're gonna kill this person. in panic at this point. Ugh. No. Because
2: I think that they're realizing that... Maybe they're in group think, but I don't think they're in panic. They've decided, we're gonna kill somebody. <laughs> do I they
1: know what killing is? They I don't They have a term for it. Bonk, bonk. They I think that's just for, hitting them on the head with a hammer. Yeah. Because you What happens have, next is because, anyone's guess. Yeah,
0: because later on... Um, we have this, I found this very frustrating because I have difficulty talking to people I cannot reason with. It's a really good thing I am not Captain Kirk because I would have just been like, fuck this planet, we're leaving. So here's the thing. Rand is tied up, Kirk
1: bursts into a soundtrack of my boyfriend's back and there's going to be trouble. Mm-hmm. And then he applies his classroom management skills <laughs> to this group of feral children. James Kirk,
0: failed elementary school teacher.
1: He, his, his technique does leave something to be desired. Uh, we see a lot
2: of these shots through a spider web. <gasps> I yeah. did not understand that. Why? Mm. Why the spider web? Why filming oh, from behind? Pretty realism. Well, and then there's the point where the camera zooms forward and, and it like, picks it up. And, the, and it yeah. like pushes through the spider web. It was a art. Bizarre shot. It
1: was art. And then Kirk is trying to reason with these kids, which is failed attempt. Dumb! Because they have the brains of four-year-olds.
2: Yeah. He tries to... I I wrote down, he tries to inspirational speech them into cooperating.
0: And that leads to him getting beat up. Yeah. Except I do... This is what I wanted to know, is that even when the kids, like, take him down... They don't kill him. Like, he's I bloodied. Know. Oh, but, he's no bloodied. Has, but no one has beaten his skull in with the metal hammer. I think that... it's
1: just because Bonk Bonk couldn't get to him. Because <laughs> oh, everyone else was trying to beat him on top. Like yeah. Yeah. And then Kirk starts throwing children around like garbage, which
0: I <laughs> loved. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so that one kid with the hammer. Ugh. And I wrote, this must have been hilarious to film. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Mr. is going to throw you on the floor. <laughs> now okay. you're going to hit him with a hammer. According to
1: the memoirs of... His daughter, when they were filming, she did not understand what was going on.
0: Oh, <laughs> poor baby! Yeah, to
1: explain, it's pretend, and she's like, "I don't under, I don't quite understand why, why are is- we, why so much yelling? Why are we hitting
0: Daddy with a hammer?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. anyways, so Spock- ultimately they talk them around.
1: Does he? And then Mostly Spock married. is arguing with McCoy about, "Oh, we have to wait for the computer. We have to wait for the captain to bring back the communicator." And the second Spock turns his back. No, he says, the beautiful line that I'm going to embroider on a pillow, bickering is pointless. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is true. And here, McCoy immediately injects himself with the cure. Yeah. With no... But here's here's my other problem with that, is he is the only medical professional on that planet at the time. Yeah. So if he's laid out by his own evil cure, Uh there is no
0: one else. No one. Uh, but on the other hand, he is the oldest, and he is losing it the fastest. So you could also argue that he'd be useless in about 15 minutes anyway. That's true.
1: And then, uh, why not just do a security guy, though? Like, that one guy's well, two days they're of They're not retirement. in the room. Yeah. Where did they go? They're off searching for Kirk, probably. <laughs> yeah, sure. So then Kirk comes in, what I can only describe as <laughs> his sleeves
2: <laughs> this have turned into arm capes. <laughs> There's like, split the seam all from the, the way up to the armpit. armpit. Yeah. But they're still, like, flapping majestically in the He looks wake. like a beautiful golden and eagle. And he returns
0: at the heaven army of children, carrying the tiny one, who I assume is his daughter. I would assume so. Um, he pied-pipers them in. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And they all look Talking at Talking the ship, because he got the comms back. Yeah,
1: and they're looking at Bones like,
0: Oh, Bones, you old cad. I leave you alone for five minutes. Yes. Yeah. And then we get this hilarious time-lapse facial morph- Morph thing where the lesions disappear yeah. on Bones's face because it turns out the cure worked. And he's not off? dead!
1: Yay! Except he had a pretty major like yeah, like, but it's rickety now.
0: seizure. Yeah, he's fine. He's old, oldies man. Uh, so yeah, oldies. so they've cured it. Ta Yay. Yay! And they uh, vaccinate oh. all the kids, even though that's not how vaccines work. Says my notes. But, okay, and then the children are 300
1: years old, and they're like, oh, we're going to send some teachers and truancy officers.
2: Aye, aye. <laughs> well, and, yeah, yeah, and that's, like, that's the only explanation we get is, like, we left them behind some medical personnel, and we'll send some more adults. And, like, that's yeah. it. Why that's not take
1: it. them with you? It seemed like on that planet there were at most 25 children. Maybe yeah. there were in other places. We don't know one town on the planet doesn't seem a little the awesome entire though. planet no mention of oh by the way others yeah See they're gonna they're Earth. gonna
0: send help from space central space central like the name changes every two episodes but I'm sure they'll settle eventually and
1: then I think maybe Round said yes Ram Miri really loved you and he said yes but I never get involved with older women <laughs>
0: ha 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 that is a lie yeah, I really Oh, am. that is a total so lie. lie and then
1: he tells Spock who is not at the helm to steer them away yeah what a mess
0: but hey none of the Shirts died
1: no That's only notable. children died yeah two two children two died two children when yep. this was episode in uh with the, when this was aired in England the BBC did not broadcast this one a second time when they reaired them in color because it was too upsetting Aww. Aww. yeah um but yeah so body count two children two
2: children mm. two
1: children so uh best
2: performance of the episode kim oh my goodness um i don't even know this episode was kind of a mess um <laughs> yeah i will give best episode or best performance to shatner yes yes you hear that internet shatner but that's just because nothing else was going on, and he did act very well for, you know, trying to make a 13-year-old girl fall in love with him.
1: Technically, she was 300 years old. 313. 313. Um, I am going
0: to go with, because looking up on her phone something. Uh, I was going to go with uh, Kim Darby, who played Mary. Yes, uh, agreed. Yeah, I think she did a really good job of playing a character who sort of balanced in this creepy, uncomfortable liminal space between extreme feral childhood and... Almost sentient reasoning teenager. She's a
1: girl, not yet a <laughs> woman. Oh God, you're welcome. I Whoa. would also give, go with Kim Darby, who was nineteen year old nineteen years old at the time, and I thought she gave a hell of a performance. Mm-hmm. Really disappointed that she great did face. Not. Oh, great face. I'm really disappointed that they didn't do more with her character. Yeah, yeah. i very disappointed. Um, she also, as a matter of trivia, played Maddie Ross in the original True Grit. Hmm.
2: I don't know what True Grit is.
1: Oh Jesus. All right. Um, life lessons to be learned from this episode. Kim?
2: Don't flirt with 13-year-olds to get what you want.
0: Ari, I wouldn't want to be 13 years old for 300 years. Being an adult is great. I can have ice cream for breakfast if I want to. Yeah. I can watch whatever TV I feel like. Yeah.
1: I, I really hear that. Um... What's your life lesson? Is that everyone should go and read Tuck Everlasting. Because <laughs> it'll make you feel really good about dying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we leave you. Next week's episode is Dagger of the Mind, which has some extremely uncomfortable messages about mental health and the medical health sciences in the 1960s. And that you should just steer clear of them. Mm. Oh, well.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Will haunt my (laughs) dream.
0: And goodbye.